Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down, author and ghost story, Mike Ricksecker with you here as well as Shauna, our chat shenanigator and a very talented writer in her own right. <laughs> we say that because we do have a book coming out here very soon. Oh, she's shying away. She's shying away. But it's true. It's true. Which is Encounters with the Paranormal that's coming out in October. But we're going to be talking tonight about energy fields. And I know some of you out there are like, wait a minute, don't we just cover ley lines, which is kind of like energy grids and stuff like that? Well, that's energy grids. Energy fields is more to do with the energy that we're experiencing at some of these different sites, uh, whether it's haunted location, whether it's a, well, we're just on the... Uh, uh, edge of the rabbit hole with Chris Sutton here earlier, Sacred Ground. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because there's a couple examples here that I kind of want to get into. But um, yeah, it's quite different than the ley line stuff. Yeah, because you can have a spot that you know has energy or has an energy field either based on you know who was there or what happened on the property or what have you. And there may not it may not be associated with a ley line at all or a connector point or anything like that. So you can have one without the other. Yep. So a $10 super chat right off the bat from Tom McNicholas is positive vibes on the new book. Thank you very much, Tom. Really, really do appreciate that. And I uh, want to thank everybody who has hung out here from Edge of the Rabbit Hole and those new that are joining us for the after show of Edge of the Rabbit Hole. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel. We would really appreciate that. We are trying to get to 8,000 by the end of the month, which basically we need 100 in the next two days. <laughs> Maybe three. What is it? Friday's the last day? So three days, yeah. It could happen. It can happen. It can physically happen. Um, so please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already and click that little bell icon to get notifications of all of our uploads, live streams, everything that we're doing. So, all right. So, Adam Tillery... <laughs> Asking if I just cracked open a water cooler jug. Uh, this is not a sponsored <laughs> plug. I wish it would be, though. Uh, Fiji. It's a, it's a bottle of Fiji water. So it's a, it's a bigger one. I got a six-pack of these because I like Fiji water. And it's really freaking hot in here right now. I, I personally am a core drinker. I like those two. So. Yeah. None, none of that's sponsored, by the way. So it's all free plugs. Um all right so let's get into it so um couple a couple of reasons why this came up in my head because because of the long weekend so driving around all over the place and just between oh, following a storm all over the place um from here to indianapolis where hannah house uh, event which uh, was great after the storm blew through and then back to ohio i had to work a day there but uh sunday morning was out at the uh, Gore Orphanage Swift Mansion area with Sean Gilmore, uh, which was pretty cool. Those of you who watched the live stream, thank you very much for that. Yeah, anniversary dinner with uh, with some family, and then I had to work Monday, and then right back here. So I was like, man, um, I it took me until Monday night driving back here to be like, okay, well, what are we doing for Inside the Upside Down? But 
couple of things that have come up here just recently and made, made me think of this topic about energy fields. So many of you caught the live stream of Spiro Mounds where right off the bat trying to go live from on top of a mound and it is a mound that you are allowed to um, traverse. They have a path there that you can go up. It's not a burial mound. Actually, most Native American mounds are not burial mounds. Uh, 80, about 80 to 85% of them are not. This was actually previously a ritual center. So it was like they're a little spiritual. They had a hut that was on top of it and it was like more of a squared off mound. And it had steps that you'd climb up back in the day. And uh, like I said, they had a building up there they conduct ceremonies. So trying to go live from up there and the feed was having all kinds of freaking crazy problems. You know, it was cutting out, it had to reconnect back and forth. You guys know it was a mess. So we come down off the mound and I was out there with Dark Knight Paranormal. They invited me out because we heard something out in the woods. It may have been an animal. Um, one of the motion uh, sensor lights had gone off down the hill. So I was like, okay, let's go check it out. Well, down the hill out in the woods, pretty much no problem. You know, there's still a little pixelation and all that just because you're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but the feed wasn't cutting out. So I was like, okay, let's go back up to the mound. You know, and I actually did think that, hey, maybe there was something going on with the energy from the mound that was causing it because the mound is elevated, right? totally clear where in the woods you got trees and everything so you know you're thinking you should have better reception up on top of the mound so nope go back up on top of the mound starts cutting out you know losing connection again so shana it seems to me that you know sacred site like this that there's some sort of energy there you know within the ground that is causing some sort of you know disturbance with the connection or is it the the entities that may still be there their energy interfering with it it could be a mix of both i mean if it if we're talking you know you say that the majority of them are not burial actual burial mounds but it would make sense um for it to interfere with somebody would be like hey you know get off my mound <laughs> get off my property um well they'll still be protective of the site i yeah. would think so, yeah, I mean, maybe a site that has a lot of energy attached to it can definitely interfere with whatever devices that you're using. So, yeah, that would make sense a lot. Yeah. So, you know, that's one example. And this is, I mean, this is almost kind of going to be like a greatest hits episode because there's a number of things. I'm mentioning two examples off hand here but there's other stuff you know from days gone by investigations gone by so the other one that happened just this past weekend out there was sean gilmore sean you in the house i know you're in uh edge of the rabbit hole so um you know throw up your hand down there if you're, you're still around so sean gilmore and i were out at the quote-unquote gore orphanage area which i have to say this every freaking time it was not really the gore orphanage there was no gore orphanage there was a Gore Road, an orphanage went in on the top of the hill, so they appended the name Orphanage on there. The house in question that everybody calls a Gore Orphanage was the Swift Mansion. Two different families had nothing to do with the orphanage, lived in there. Very sad things happened, and bad things happened up at the orphanage, but it's there was no Gore Orphanage. In any case, so 
we're down there in these ruins, which is basically like a hole in the ground, and there's stones, and there's some walls that are left, uh, but it's been gone for almost 100 years. And every time that we're talking about the history, basically things like what I was just saying, and the feed would start cutting out. And, I mean, Shauna, you watched that live stream, and it was every time I started talking about the history. And there was one time where Sean just said the word history, and all of a sudden, boom, we lost connection. <laughs> you know, so to me, that's, it seems to me, in any case, that the energy from the spirits, as they're coming close to us, you know, and we tried to ask, you know, is, do we have it wrong? Is there something you want us to know, uh, you know, more about the history? You know, is it making you curious? Is, you know, are you upset that we're talking about any of those types of questions? We don't really, we have to go back through audio to see if we've really got an answer or not. But it seems to me that it was drawing them out, drawing them closer to us, and their energy near us was causing that sort of interference. Yeah, usually, and see, it's kind of toss-up. I wonder if, you know, if it's negative, like not negative, like evil or anything like that, but like uh, like frustration or energy on their part because there have been times whenever we've gone to places where there's been a lot of energy and everything be fine. So it makes me wonder if 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 it's the emotion that's attached to the energy that's making a difference. It could be. Yeah, if it was... I'm, I'm trying to think here because I've seen that before where, you know, a spirit is just there mildly and you're not really getting a whole lot. But then all of a sudden you mention one thing and all of a sudden, boom, you get these mean, nasty spikes. And I know they depict hmm. it in like movies and whatnot that all of a sudden, you know, the, the thing comes jumping out at you or whatever. But in a lot of, you know, the things that we use for detectors and meters and whatnot that all of a sudden you mention something and Boom, it spikes. Wish we would have had something going on up there in Mineral Springs that night. <laughs> Everything was dead. All of our stuff was, you know, it was close to the end of the end of the line. And and uh, all I had was a recorder, but I would have loved to have had something going on. Mm -hmm. You know, something going to see how it affected. Because there was a lot of energy up in there that night. And I don't think any of it was really all that positive. <laughs> I mean, it was, whatever it was, it was really strong. And I have a feeling that if there would have been anything, um, any type of live going on, it definitely would have affected that, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, that, because you were basically in my lap. And <laughs> it was strong enough that it actually pushed me back. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was... Especially upstairs at Mineral Springs. I've had some pretty, you know, cool, uh, significant experiences, but that one. Yeah, that uh, was a big jump. That <clears> one, <throat> that one kind of shook me up a little bit. I'm not yeah, going to lie. See, and that in itself is, you know, energy playing out. You know, that's a big energy surge right there. Oh, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. So Judy asking, um, this is back on Spiro Mounds. Were there ever any bodies buried in that area of the mounds? No. The, there was one burial mound which was down the hill and across the fields. 
basically away from where the mound that we were on top of was called the brown mound and it was basically the center of the plaza where they had other you know buildings on top of mounds that had different functions um this one was specifically the spiritual center where they'd go up to the top of the mound hold different ceremonies um in a little building that was up there so the actual burial mound was down the hill um, and like I said, across the fields. And that one had already been severely desecrated. So back in the 1930s, there was a commercial digging team that went in there and they started rooting out the bodies and the burial chambers and they looted the place and they sold off the artifacts uh, to different collectors around the world. And they've, they've gotten some of the artifacts back, but not very much. Um, and it was really sad because a lot of those artifacts were very were supremely preserved for over a thousand years. And um, what they've done there with that particular mound is they've rebuilt it, um, but there's n not a whole lot that's actually still there within that burial mound. But it, that's not the mound that we were on top of. Um, but we were still having all kinds of crazy energy up there. And even, okay, I have to clean, go back and clean up that video because there is a YouTube editor and even Betty Lange said in there that feed was bad. Um, when I went over to that burial mound, because we were headed away from the Brown Mound and going out to where they have a replica hut. Um, and people have gotten activity there. They've seen apparitions, things like that. Um, the, uh, the team that I was with, they, um, they dropped their light or something um, on the ground. They were messing around with that, trying to get it fixed up. And so I decided to take the live stream over to the burial mound, not to go up it, but just walk by because there's a path that goes around it. But once I got there and I introduced it a little bit and I turned the camera around to the team to see what was going on with them, the video froze up. You could still hear the audio, but the video froze up. And so this was over by the burial mound. So apparently still, again, yeah, something. It was like that for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So even with that, even the, the mound... <clears throat> being desecrated apparently there's still some sort of energy attached to it, some sort of energy field that's around there that was affecting the live feed so <clears throat> um, I guess Don was having some sort of issue getting back in sorry about that Don but good to see you um, okay so you know other cases oh Tom McNicholas bad storms and lights are flickering well I hope they stay up there. <laughs> Actually, I, you know, I might go for that right now. Cool it off over here. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So, you know, some other cases of, you know, being affected by energy on investigations. So I've talked many times about the Stone Lion Inn and the, uh, the night. Sorry, I'm starting to lose my voice already. I actually talked a little bit more during the first show than I usually do. <laughs> I usually let do I usually let Vanessa do a lot of the talking in edge of the rabbit hole so I can save my voice for this show. <laughs> um but yeah the uh the Stone Lion Inn. So I many of you have heard the story about you know about the Bureau of Dwarves slamming shut on its own and the white wisp that we've caught and then you know the Lizzie Borden framed photo crashing to the stairs and all of that. But before all of that happened, when I was just doing an EMF sweep of the house, I was in the library, which doesn't get a whole lot of activity. And I'm walking by the, um, the fireplace. And all of a sudden, the K2 that I was holding 
just spiked all the way out to red and I felt this huge wave of energy just rush over me and I almost passed out from it. What it was, I don't know, but something passing through me? I mean, I don't know if that was like what you felt with Molly. I don't think I've ever felt anything pass through me. Um, get it up in my face, yeah. Um, you know, there's been times where stuff has been, you know, so close, you know, around me uh, that it feels like, you know, like all the like all the air is gone, like everything's just still. You know, I, I've heard people describe things or them walking through or actually seeing a spirit coming and just go through them, and I can't really say I've ever felt that. So, I've certainly never seen it. So I don't know. I can't say. Yeah, well, that was that was the one that I really felt like something rushed right through me. And should I say it? <laughs> no, because we're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> you had a note I'm talking about. The show that must not be named. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. 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 Um, but energy, you know, and I guess it got brought up on Edge of the Rabbit Hole. You know, the whole phrase, like, use your energy to do whatever. Do you think that spirits really know what they're doing when you say something like use your energy I mean the energy is there we know it we've experienced it we've felt it we've been able to measure it to a degree with our different devices but do you really think they know probably the majority of them may not realize it unless you're explaining it to them you know I mean a lot of the some of the energy that you deal with you know, they don't know what paranormal investigators are, you know, especially the less modern ones. You know, this this would be something that, you know, they may not know anything about. You know, maybe they're maybe they're more religious and don't believe in, you know, the more new age, the energy, the, you know, all that stuff. They may not believe in that. So if, if that's what your intentions are, if that's what you want them to do, then explain it. Tell them, you know, say energy is everywhere. You know, we all have energy. We're all made of energy. If you want to, you know, reach out and see if it's easier for you to get the message across that you're trying to tell us. If being near me helps you do that, go for it. You know, be careful what you ask for. Definitely. Yeah, there's people that will say, you know, use your energy, but I, th I think that's one you do have to be careful of. You, you know, and we know. brought that up on edge of the rabbit hole. You don't know what you, you don't know what's yeah. listening. You know, mm -hmm. I don't really think I've ever come into contact with any demons out there, but if there's <laughs> one listening, you might want to be careful what you ask for. And so there's that. Well, and there's the whole thing about battery drain as well so in, in Sean and I experienced that on on Sunday 
um, where you had fresh new batteries and a rim pod. He had set up the rim pod, was walking away. The rim pod went off. This is back by the well. Rim pod went off, and he mentioned it to me. I was kind of introducing the whole live stream when that happened and experiencing all my craziness with, you know, getting the live stream off the ground and try, you know, t- trying to talk about the history, and that wasn't happening. So we went back over to where the rim pod was to check it out, and... You know, as we're approaching it, it's not going off at all, which it should when you get like really, really close to it. Um, he pops open the, the battery. The batteries are dead. Like, boom. So the question is, was something approaching him? You know, because the rim pod went off. It sucked enough juice out of it. I believe in that. I've seen that happen firsthand uh, on the Golden Rod. Uh, caught on video. You know, all these devices going off, you know, as you're asking for someone to come closer and, you know, reach out and touch plasma ball, which they've probably never seen before. Uh, Everything's going off, signaling the sign of something approaching. Something actually touches the plasma ball and you can see the point, you know, that's touching. You can see that nobody else is near it. And then poof, plasma ball's gone. Yeah, you've had some interesting experiences with uh, plasma balls. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool tool. I mean, you know, you can feel the energy that that you know gives off whenever you're close to it. So to a spirit who doesn't know what it is, you know, you really have to explain it. You know what, exactly what it does. You know what it is, what it does, what happens. You know, give a tutorial, which is what I did. You know, it wasn't working before, and, and then I get up there and I explain, you know, this is what it is. This is how it works. This is what it does. This is what it looks like. If you can feel it, great. It's not going to hurt you. If you can't see it, follow the sound of my voice. You know they can hear you. <laughs> so come right at us, pretty much, setting all of the devices off, and then boom. And last it all, but all of, you can see all of the, Everything coming in to focus on the finger, the point of contact, and then poof, gone. Well, and I think that is good that you explained it because I I think that's one thing that a lot of investigators miss doing is they don't explain it. You know, it becomes the, the biggest explanation they give is like talking to the red light or whatever when. You might have a spirit from, you know, the early 1800s that has no idea what we're talking about. They may not even be able to see that red light, let alone know that they're able to talk into it like a microphone. So yeah. your best bet is to explain, this is who I am, this is where I'm at, this is what I'm holding, this is what it does, and there's a red light on there. <laughs> if you can see it, fine. If you can't see it, come over by me talk to me I can hear you might not be able to hear you right now and then then you have to go off onto another you have to explain how the rule of playback works because some spirits didn't have that back then they don't have any idea what you're talking about so you have to spell it out sometimes and you might discover that you get more results that way so stop doing it like they do it on TV <laughs> I'm serious, you guys. Stop, stop, stop mimicking what you see on TV. Paranormal doesn't perform on demand. 
It doesn't always perform on demand for me either, but I get a lot more results if I do it my way compared to that way. So subscribe to the channel and watch how it's done. <laughs> there That's you go. how you do it. There's the plug. That's how you do it. <laughs> so Karen Whitaker says that she had an experience last week with not being able to breathe and experiencing chest pains, which made her walk deeper into the room. So be careful with that, please. So she was getting that. She, you were it, getting that as you were in, walking into the. Into but still room. walked into the room. I mean, you could have been empathically linking to. You could have been feeling lingering symptoms of how someone may have passed away and wherever you were at. That happens. That's that's happened to me before. You know, sometimes I feel, you know, empaths, I feel emotions and stuff like that. I, I do get that sometimes, but more likely I am going to feel uh, symptoms. And some of those symptoms aren't that great. So I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up whether I would have the symptoms or the emotions, you know. But, yeah, definitely it could have been that. It very well could have been that. But if you can walk through that spot, you know, or if you have to walk out of it to kind of, you know, kind of shield yourself a little bit from it, you might be able to walk back, you know, into a spot where you've had problems like that. And it may not bother you as much if you know how to ground and shield that is great if you do not look it up because that will certainly help whenever things get uncomfortable in places like that ground and shield it's one of her favorite terms yeah ground, <laughs> ground and, and shield. shield it's got a, it, i don't know it's just one of those terms it, like lock and load you know, you're ground <laughs> and shield <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> lock and load baby and you're like ground and shield baby <laughs> That should be on a t-shirt. Brown and shield, baby. Yeah, we do that. Next t-shirt. There we go. <laughs> so um, from Shay, she asks, if you guys don't ask if they are dead, do you say you're investigating? I say a lot. We're here to visit and see how you are doing. So, I mean, yeah. That, that's that pretty much. That is a way more respectful yeah. way than to ask, you know, you're dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't ever mention that, you know, they're, they're dead, they've passed away, um, you know, how did you die, you know, no, we, we don't do that. I think it's incredibly um, disrespectful. I have yeah. zero respect for anybody that investigates that way. Don't do that. Yeah, we just, we come in and we introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Mike, this is Shauna. Um, you know, love to meet you, you know, we're from here. Um, just stopping by, you know, like you said, stopping by to visit. Um, just really love to meet you, get to know who you are, maybe eventually become friends. If you want to know, if you know that something traumatic has happened to somebody, there are ways to ask them, say, I ask them how they're feeling, obviously. You know, there's been times that I've, I heard that you were not doing so well or feeling so well. You could, you could even approach it that way if you just absolutely have to get on the subject. You know, because if someone was sick first, they may remember not feeling well. So that part is true. You're asking them, you know, I, I'm sorry that I heard that you were not feeling well. You know, uh, they may remember, they may not remember, but they may not even know that they're gone. You know, what if it's fresh? I mean, think of how, <laughs> you know, it just kills me though. I mean, what, what, if, what if it's a fresh, they may not even know they're gone yet. You know, I don't know how that works. You know, if you know right away when something like that happens, or do you wander around confused, like why is nobody 
talking to me? What's going on? What? Why is it this way? Why is it that way? You don't know. I mean, I would. I would like to think I would know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would hope that when that moment happens, that I would know. But I think it's a mixed bag. You know, some of these spirits, they act like they know. They they act like you know. Hey. You know, I'm here. This is what I'm doing. I'm sticking around for a while. That sort of thing. Um, but then there's others that just they're going on with their lives, like they are still living. So, and, and I think that's one of the one of the hard things that we're trying to figure out in this field is because people ask us all the time, okay, what happens when you when you die? And I think that's one of the difficult things for us to try to answer we always ask these spirits you know in a subtle way you know about the way the afterlife works um and don't get any answers because yeah you have different spirits doing different things and you don't really know why okay one is acting like they know that they've passed on and the others are acting like they haven't you know it's it's one of the big mysteries that we're trying to discover here as paranormal investigators yeah you don't necessarily have to ask them if they know how they died Right. But you can skirt the issue by asking, do you do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in the afterlife? Do you believe in spirits? What what do you think happens when you die? You're not directly asking them, you know you're dead, so what's going on? You know, what do you think? You know, let it be a topic of discussion. You may feel like you're talking to yourself. You don't always get an answer. 99% of the time you don't get an answer, and if you do, you get a yes or a no here and there, but just but I know they listen. Yeah. I know they're listening. You know, they may be, they may not be able to answer. So, interface death. Is that Justin? Uh, asked, do you think spirits have a hard time seeing and hearing us like we have a hard time seeing and hearing them? Sometimes. Sometimes I think so. Yep. Sometimes I do believe that. Um, I think other times they know exactly what we're saying, you know, <laughs> um, because they seem to react accordingly. But, um, you know, I, I'm trying to remember. But, I mean, there ha I've seen interactions before where um, it seemed like they were having, you know, almost like, you know, where we were listening in... Um, for a voice and heard a voice and you know you got some bits and pieces but then that voice coming back was kind of almost acting the same way like they were hearing you and only hearing bits and pieces it was really interesting yeah so yeah i think it goes both ways um judy wilson oops i just scrolled all the way down but I saw some from Judy there, and then it all went away. Tom McNicholas talking about the others. Yes, we mentioned the others quite a bit on this show. That's a good movie. Um. Well, um, I guess I had it way up there a bit. Okay, there we go. Um, no, that one's from Dawn. But I'll go ahead and say it anyways. Um, from Dawn, do spirits see us as flesh or energy? I've never had one answer me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, well, and I know that sometimes they can see you because at the cafe, I had asked, you know, can you see me? What color is my shirt? If you can see me, what color is my shirt? And got an answer. So sometimes they can see you. That one was actually from Judy. It wasn't from Don. But yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, I, ha- I have no idea. I think sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. Just like, you know, and I, and I don't, I'm not the same as everybody. You know, we're all different on what we perceive and what we don't. Sometimes I see them, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I can feel them, I can hear them. Sometimes I can hear them but not feel them. I mean, it's just... Well, and you know, I, I mention all the time, sorry if I'm, I'm just trying to get all the questions out of there and I should probably put it into that document there. But... um you know, I talk about all the time, especially anybody that's been watching the, the Shadow uh, People presentations, you know, about that moment at Johnny V's where you know, I walk in and I scared it. And, you know, it was a shadow person. It was a wisp, you know, what I call black wisp. And phew, it darted right across the room. You know, so it was some form of energy, matter, that created a sound, you know, bam, it hit the door. You didn't see the door move, but you heard the sound. So there it has to be some sort of energy that made that sound. But what did it see me as? Because obviously I scared it. Did it see me as... Did it see me as Mike? Did it see me as like I saw it, like a black wisp? Um, maybe it saw me as white energy. I don't know. It saw me as something, and I scared it. Yeah. I've caught so. a, a, a shadow figure unaware before also and it stayed there uh kind of hovering like you know in back like i didn't know what to do <laughs> where do i do where do i go right um but it seemed to kind of you know linger there and listen you know but whenever i tried to get closer it just was gone like i didn't go here there backward or whatever it was just there and then gone but then after we were like you know i'm sorry you know let's back up and give you your space and then shut the door and you could see the shadow from where it, I, I guess it had taken some kind of form because it was making a shadow. You could see the shadow moving under the door. Like oh, it wow. was pacing and stuff. So, and that was at a, a private residence in Campsville. Ah. So. A very haunted little town. Yeah. That Shana's originally from. Right next, right, uh, right across actually the lot from where I used to live when I was like little. The town so. in which every building is haunted except your parents. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So Betty, this is she says it's a teasing question, but if a person was a jokester in life, was this would his spirit pull jokes on you? Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. true. I've experienced that. Yeah, we we've had that question in other ways. Um, and basically what we said was, well, you know, if you're an asshole in life, you're probably an asshole in death. It's when when people ask us about demons and, you know, about and we try to tell people, okay, you know, there's very, very few demons that are running around this world. You know, a, a lot of these things that people throw out there like, you know, they see a candle get you know tossed off of their mantle and they suddenly think that they have a demon and malevolent human spirit somebody mischievous maybe you know again asshole in life now he's an asshole in death that sort of thing 
but not necessarily demon. So, but if, uh, the other way, jokester is a much more positive version of that question. Yeah. So yeah, if you're a jokester in life, you're most likely a jokester in death. And if you're a more modern spirit and you were a jokester, <clears throat> I have a feeling things get pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> because if I were that way, that'd be the first thing I'd go to everybody that I know, and I'd be doing, I'd mm-hmm. be doing some shenanigating. Well, you know, there was some shenanigans going on. There was a guy that I worked with when I was um, back in my Air Force days when I was stationed in Maryland uh, at Fort Meade, NSA. Um, (laughs) So this would have been like 96. And um, guys tell me about, uh, because, you know, we were talking ghost stuff. (laughs) And uh, he was telling me that, you know, he had a couple of ghosts that were living with him in his apartment and they had you know some agreements that they had all worked out but the you know they were um basically they were a gay couple that had lived there and they each died and they came back to stay and live in the house with him um he said they were both very nice guys and the one was a bit of a jokester a bit of a prankster and he would you know like to do you know silly little things around the house and i guess that's the way he was in life and now it's the way he was in death as well so yeah yeah i haven't thought of that story in years <laughs> yeah because he had he had some funny like different tv stories and you know things getting moved around and just he was he was a prankster yeah bill may if you're out there thanks for the story <laughs> um all right, so let's see. Tom McNicholas talking about getting better responses with the Periscope than a rim pod. So, um, I'm, I've. You know, it's funny. I don't own either one, but I've used both, and I'm cool with both. I don't know. So let's see what else you guys have for questions down here. Um, and we'll talk about batteries here in just a moment. If we don't have any other questions. That's Tom talking about the other, so we're back a little ways here. So, here we go. Um, from Mark Fiore. Why are spirits still wearing clothes when I see an apparition? Surely clothing would be a living thing. <laughs> so that almost goes along with the questions that people ask. Um, do spirits show you... At, themselves if they as they want to be seen by you i kind of believe that i you know whatever the last thing is that they remember of themselves maybe that's maybe that's how they come across i mean you know there's every apparition i have ever seen has been clothed every single one of them and and I'm not, I mean, I'm not talking, you know, all, I, I know that some of, there's been a residual one here and there, but there's been some that's interacted with me intelligently also that I've seen, and they were fully clothed, you know, it would make sense that a residual would be clothed, because that's just an imprint, you know, they well, don't yeah. have any control over what they're doing. Well, if it's residual, it's going to be whatever, yeah, whatever that imprint, whatever that recording is, it's going to play back as exactly that. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense to me. Uh, intelligent, you know, being being clothed. Uh, maybe they feel like they would be more accepted being clothed. Being naked in any, you know, <laughs> nowadays people be walking around naked, get in trouble. It happens at any in any area in, in any era. 
time period or whatever. You know, nobody walked around naked, unless you were Native American. A lot of them walked around naked. There, you know? there were naked Native American tribes. Right. And I will say that if you were a streaker in life, you may be a streaker in death. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's also the idea that... Um, cause I've, I've, I've heard many stories about this before, that spirits will show themselves to different people like at different ages they were. So sometimes they'll, they'll show themselves as they were as a child, but then they'll show themselves to somebody else that they may have seen later in life as an adult. Um, and you know, I've kind of, I, I remember throwing this example out years ago that like um, when my, when my grandfather passed away, I, I, I truly believe that he was visiting many of us um i know i experienced him i didn't actually see him uh, but a lot of different things happened that i knew were him um but if he was making himself uh like a peer he went and visited my grandmother um there people saw many interactions she was actually having with him although they couldn't see him they saw her um so you know, it's very possible that he could have been showing himself to her as like a younger self. But there would be no reason for him to show me himself as a younger self because I didn't see him when he was younger. Like I've seen some photos. Um, so it would make more sense for me to see him as an older self. And I certainly wouldn't see him naked. So, <laughs> um, so if that's true, that, that spirits are able to show themselves to people as they want them to see them in order to, you know, maybe give some sort of context to, you know, hey, this is who I am, you know, and maybe there would be a specific reason to show themselves as like even a child spirit. I would think in probably 99% of those cases, they would show themselves in some sort of clothing as well. So there you go, Mark Fiore. Thanks for dropping in and asking the question. So... Um, per Betty Lange, have you ever seen a light come on while investigating? I have some light stories about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a few. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we know in Jacksonville. Dawn says house. she hears a cricket. I know. I know. It's over there by the door. Yeah, there's, there's, there's been a few times... Uh, there's also there was also a time whenever a light came on, I'd ask for it to turn off. You know, I don't want the light on right now. Can you please turn the light off? You know, uh, there's there's a lot of that. Um, seen lamps come on. You know, this uh, light seems to be a, a pretty a pretty popular one. You know, maybe it's easier for them to. And do that than it is some of the other stuff. Yeah, you hear a lot of stories that when we go to investigate a place, one of the things that they'll say is, well, and you know, the lights will come on, you know, by their own. Or, you know, somebody will have turned off all the lights when we left and somebody drives by and the lights on and, you know, the upper floor or something like that. So, going back to my grandfather, light story. Um, so, when I lived in Oklahoma, um, and was investigating there. My kids kept thinking that I had brought something home because occasionally the light 
on the fan in the living room would come on on its own. And this happened several times. Sometimes it would turn off. <laughs> you know, it would go either way. You know, go on, go off. So, you know, I never felt that I'd ever brought anything home with me. Um, I always, you know, going into a location, coming out of a location, had my own little things that I would do. And I never thought I brought anything home with me. So, I, this was around the time where, you know, I, I knew my grandfather was periodically visiting. And so there's this one time that um, I'm just there at the house with uh, my son Cameron, my, my youngest, and we're about to leave in like five minutes. We've gotten a call, asked to you know go out. So like, okay, you know Cameron and I are gonna go out, and so kind of just getting stuff ready to go, and all of a sudden the light comes on, and I'm like, okay, fine. I get out the audio recorder. <laughs> Because I'm tired of being accused of, um, of having brought something home. So turn on the audio recorder, and I, I say, what exactly was it? Um, well, I started asking the questions. You know, if you know, if you're anybody, then you know, please let me know. That sort of stuff. Um, and then, what the heck was it? Was the light turned off? I remember. I remember the whatever the um thing happened going on going off whatever it was i ended up saying if you are really somebody trying to communicate with me right now you're gonna have to do something better than that i actually challenged it and it started blinking (laughs) (laughs) on and off on and off on and off i was like okay i had to wrap it up had to run out the door but in that five minutes light blinking i did catch an evp that said don't stay here anymore and i was pretty sure it was my grandfather so (laughs) that's kind of rude well what do you mean well he was a nice guy he was really he was a really sweet guy so where are you supposed to go (laughs) away from there (laughs) <laughs> uh, but it was interesting very interesting light story um, I know I saw another one so um, this is from I think it's from Donna Yeah. Uh, when I see spirits say in a reading the person appears both in a way that they could be familiar to the person or from when they were happiest in their life okay okay Uh, from Dawn, question, has a spirit ever stepped into either of you or passed through you? I think that was my Stone Line Inn story. So. Yeah, it's like I said before, I've had them, you know, get up close and personal and stuff like that. But if one has gone through me, I didn't realize it. Okay. Sorry, I was looking at, um, make sure I was caught up with the uh, question. So, um, dead air time. Apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, I, I'm, I keep uh, going right by it. There it is. Okay. So, from Sean G. How do you feel about people investigating their own homes or trying to get EVPs, especially if they aren't investigators and only experience their only experiences from TV? 
Um, I don't feel so hot about that. I mean, I know I just told a story about me trying to capture an EVP in my own home. I also, again, don't believe that I brought anything home with me and that it was family. Um, but I think that is a big problem that is actually out there is that people are seeing what they see on TV and it looks it looks very simple to do sit in the dark with an audio recorder and throw questions out into the air you know you have a couple of gadgets there that might light up it looks very simple but i think like with anything like you have a whole debate over like a ouija board you know whether they're good or bad and i think it comes down to your knowledge of how to use it that the reason why so many people have problems with ouija boards is because they don't know how to use it properly well, I use a Ouija board to communicate with spirits. Use an audio recorder to communicate with spirits. So I think it comes down to that, not having that knowledge of how to conduct all that, that people, I see that on TV, I'm going to do it in my own house, and they start getting in trouble with bringing and inviting things into their own home because they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I, I will say that whenever you watch and mimic what they do on TV, you learn a lot of bad habits. Uh, there's a lot of bad habits out there. Uh, I think the one thing that people forget to remember is that they were people too. Spirits are people too. You know, you're not going to go up to somebody, you know, in real life and say, uh, hey, I can't hear you. Can you, you know, knock on something a little louder? Or, um, yeah, I... <laughs> I, I just, TV is the worst place to learn, you know, especially if it's from somebody who's there just for the money. I'm um, just trying to be well, famous. And I think it gives the misconception that the paranormal happens on demand and it does not. Well, and I think you'd look really goofy in your own home, you know, you're playing back the audio recorder and suddenly, you know, you just go, oh, you know, would you really do that in your own home? Dude. Dude. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I'm investigating in my own home, uh, not this one, and not the one before. But whenever I was at the cafe, because stuff followed me home all you had, yeah, you had some issues, and there. I wasn't because I was, of the cafe, not because of your home. Yeah, I wanted to know who was following me home. You know, was it somebody that I just left? You know, or was it somebody? It was. It was always somebody from the cafe, and it was the same ones from the cafe. And I'd even, you know, seen them in there. So I know who they were. Um, I wanted to know what I was dealing with because my kids were there. You know, I didn't know as much about how to guard or protect or, you know, just the words I didn't feel like were enough. I needed to do something else. I was starting to feel a little guilty there after a while, you know. It's like, how can I stop them from coming home without stopping the investigating? You know, telling them, don't come home with me you know and after a while it was like i need you to stay here so that i can come see you you stay here this is your home this is my home if i say yeah come over you know come over otherwise it's just rude and <clears throat> after a while that kind of worked you know and they kind of stayed where they were so um yeah and if you want to investigate in your home fine but be smart about it and you know just remember that you don't know exactly what you're going to be dealing with all of the time so just be careful what you ask for 
Missed one from earlier from Chanel. Uh, her son wants to know if you're deaf in life, how would you try to talk to ghosts? So, I guess it's asking if the the real life person, the living person, is deaf. And um, so, how would ghost. you investigate okay. if you're deaf and you can't hear? Yeah, I almost took that the other way, where if the if the person had been living and then they died and became a ghost, would they still be deaf? No, they wouldn't because I don't have a physical body anymore. But no, this is the uh, the other way around. So if you're deaf in life, how would you talk to ghosts? So if you cannot hear. Um, With your it's mind. It's in the mind. Use the mind's eye. Yeah. So. I believe they can, they can, I, I know they can communicate that way. <laughs> I mm -hmm. am 100% positive of that. Uh, you know, you can never be 100% positive of everything. But just from my own personal experiences, I am 100% positive that I have experienced that. So I can say that I know that. But that isn't, that's not the same for everybody, you know. Yeah, so you're not different. using an audio recorder. But yeah. what, what would you do? Like uh, put yourself into a meditative state and like leave your mind open or something like that? Yeah, because whenever someone lacks a sense, their others are stronger. Right. So you may not be able to hear but you can see or you and you can feel and then there's your sixth sense you don't have to hear to be able to have that either so it's all in your it's all in your mind we all have it we all have a sixth sense some of us you know know it's there some of us have discovered how to use it and some people maybe don't either because they're afraid to tap into that or they've been programmed at a young age don't you don't want to do that you know but we all have it so, yeah, if you cannot hear, there are other ways to hear. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. So I hope that's, I hope that's helpful. Um, and I guess that would be, um, you know, a, a, almost like a way to be encouraged to explore some of those more you know, trying to enhance your sixth sense and trying to discover more about meditative states and things like that, uh, more about the mind's eye, and that Try sort of thing. Try some sensory yeah. deprivation with so, people that you yeah. trust. You know, do something where if you can't see and you take your, you know, your hearing is compromised and your sight is compromised, you know, it's kind of like a modified Gonsfeld really, because the actual true Gonsfeld experiment was to see if psychically people could, you know. Yeah, because you had one person that was reading and seeing if the person that was deprived could actually pick up on what you were over there reading. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's some, some things to try. So apparently uh, Andrew Cox is experiencing new paranormal stuff while driving his rig during Blood Moon and Eclipse. Very cool. Um, we have from Judy, have you ever had a spirit mess with you? clarify mess with you i mean yeah i mean <laughs> I, um i mean i've had them poke me prod me um i don't know little pushes here and there i've had the whole wave kind of knock me over um i mean it was the person you were investigating what they had the ectogasm that's definitely some messing with. Um, it's definitely some messing with. Yeah. So, 
you know, being grabbed, you know, touched, pushed. Yeah. Uh, scra- I've been scratched. Was it a demon? No. Um, I believe it was someone trying to get my attention, and they got it. You know, there was nothing, you know, evil, mean, nasty going on afterwards, so I'm inclined to believe it probably wasn't a demon, even though I got scratched. It happens. A cat will scratch you. A kid will scratch you if they're trying to get your attention. You know, that's that's how they get your attention sometimes. You know, doesn't mean you need to pull out your Bible or anything. <laughs> or you need to flee the scene, you know. Uh, your, your sixth sense will tell you, your little voice, if it's still working, will tell you whether something's bad and you need to leave or not. I've never left the scene because there was something evil coming after me. I trust me. your instincts. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've left, you know, before physical damage could happen. Um, thankfully, my little voice was working that night. And, yeah, there's different ways to mess with somebody, you know. So... Andrew yeah. Cox asks, what about stuff What about stuff about shadows and spirits jumping up from the roads or interstates? Well, I mean, there's ghosts on highways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, we have a video on, yeah, we have a video on like the top 500 roads, so <laughs> you can check that out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely high here. What? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what, that, that one uh, gas station slash truck stop where we basically had a hitchhiker for a few oh, minutes. Oh, well, yeah, that happened while we were driving, yeah. That, yep. you know. And that was just on I-90 in Ohio, yeah. He went to pull over and be like, no. <laughs> Get know? out. I You're mean, it, it was getting kind of friendly there from the back. Yeah, that was one messing you know. with you. There you go. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I tried to blow it off, you know, but then after a while, like, I was like, whoa, 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 you know, and I, you know, it's like, if you're a kid, I'm sorry. You know, and then I put we put up with it for a little bit until I could figure it out. It's like, yeah, I, I don't think it's a kid. It out. Yeah. I don't think it's a kid. <laughs> you know, so we had to stop and like open the door and be like, it's time to go. It's time to vacate. You cannot go on this trip. Gotta go. So yeah. I've seen shadows on the side of the road. Oh, sure. Um, I've seen spirits of animals on the side of the road. I've seen phantom cars. At an intersection that were just boom there's enough to scare the crap out of me and then they weren't there anymore you know um there's all kinds of stuff on the highways on the roads <laughs> roads are a very active place so uh betty lange says question but i don't know if it's quite worded as a question it's more of a statement but it's okay uh tvs did show me places open to investigations uh, one positive in a way. Uh, yeah, that's... And, you know, that is... I don't watch a lot of shows anymore. But when I did, that was something that I did watch them for. Um, like the show that must not be named, I did enjoy the first 20 minutes of the show because I would get introduced to a location. I'd get some of the history and, and background, which may or may not have been true, but that's why you research on your own. Um, and then you'd get people's personal experiences of things that ha- <clears throat> happened to them that they experienced there and, and things like that. So, um, it, yeah, it, it's a great way to get introduced to some locations. And then, like, the investigation part would be goofy and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good way to get introduced to a lot of places. And that's why a lot of the television shows exist is that it's a, 
it's a plug for the location like you know stuff on travel channel well these are you know the perspective is that you know these are places that you can go to and visit you know places you can travel to um they just happen to have ghosts so you know that's it's kind of the tie into it all so yeah it's a good way to get introduced to locations um all right so we kind of got a little bit away from energy fields, mm-hmm. but it's all it's all related because you know spirits are energy. So um, let's see. What's um, okay? It's from James Warman. Spirit boards, good or bad? Well, I kind I kind of addressed that a little bit earlier, where I was saying the people just don't know how to use them. I don't use a Ouija board or a spirit board because I've I've not been trained on how to use one. I'm not familiar with it enough, and therefore, me trying to use one would probably have a bad result. And I think that's where um, a lot of you know the kids that use them get into trouble with. It. Of course, they're marketed as a game, uh, which is not a good idea. And so, you know, people that get in trouble with Ouija boards, I think that's why because they don't know the whole process. And I know stuff about okay, when you close out the session, say goodbye and all that stuff. Okay, but. Still, you know, I, I've talked to people that use them as tools and they're quite comfortable with them. Great. I'm glad it works for them. Um, audio recorder. Um, that's, you know, my primary tool that I use to try to communicate. And I'm very comfortable with that. I know how to use it. But there are people that really don't realize how to use that device. You know, it's not just sitting around and throwing any old question into the air and hoping you get a response there there is really a method to the madness when you're asking those questions and how to also close that off and essentially say goodbye almost like you would do a ouija board but you're you're using the audio recorder and plus it's just respectful you don't leave someone and not well (laughs) say goodbye you know just yeah Say goodbye the same way you would say goodbye to a human. Uh, same way you would, like we do here, we say goodbye. You know, just oh. say goodbye. That's it. There's Tom McNicholas plugging us, saying, "Make sure you like the YouTube channel. Need 8,000 subscribers for the end of the weekend." Yep, we're pretty close. We need 8,000, basically at the start of the weekend. We're shooting for the end of the month, which is Friday. So we're, we need like a hundred over the next couple of days so we can do it so if everybody in this chat room right now posted our youtube page on their page (laughs) and said please like this page please subscribe to this page channel trying to yeah so judy wilson has a question here what is a cool spot where it stays all the time in one place Guess I'm not quite understanding. Where what stays? What stays? And then she falls up to try to harm you. What? Okay. Hmm. I'm not quite understanding. A cool spot where it stays all the time in one place. Where what stays? Yeah. Need a better, a little more definition on that question. Yeah, and there's Donna's posting of it. What is a cool so I yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you're I asking. You know what it is. And there's Don. I just gained like four hundred new friends, so I've been posting for you guys at Hunter <laughs> Thank you. Oh, cold spot. Oh. 
cold spot. Um, so, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I've experienced cold spots in... I, I can't... I'm trying to think if there's one where it specifically, like, was always lingering there. Um, I mean, usually it's something like where you'll sometimes feel a cold spot in a specific location. Not that it's like always there. And in fact, if it was always there, it would probably be something with the environment or with the yeah. building or the structure um, and not something uh, paranormal or supernatural. But if it's there on occasion without any reasonable explanation, then it might you know, be something that's paranormal. So, um, I, don't, I mean, usually, I mean, I've experienced cold spots in a number of different places so i oh, can't yeah. think of like one specifically geez um, yeah i, I mean i've, yeah, I've had that of residentials and historic places and yeah I, mean, I like it when it's like you know feeling like this where it's like you know 90 degrees and humid like, and all of a sudden you get a cold spot it's like whoo can you just come back well, we've done that for it. Basically, we're hot, you know, and then you get a cold spot. You're like, oh, can you please come back over here and just stay by me all night? Just stand right here. <laughs> it's like, because it's hot. And whenever you come stand by me, it's cooler. I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. You know, because, man, it's hot. It has been hot. Yeah. It's like, but in the wintertime, how do you feel a cold spot? <laughs> Sean Gilmore <laughs> says, when I'm swimming, I get unnerved when I come across a warm spot. Oh. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> there was <laughs> there was a time at the cold at the cafe where we felt a hot spot. We hmm. walked in and all of a sudden it was just like a furnace, just like boom. You know, I was like, whoa. You know, like it got like a thousand degrees hotter all of a sudden. It was almost like it was too hot in one spot. But since we were at the cafe and that was a native american campsite we had to wonder you know was this was there this lingering energy from a campfire funeral pyre you know it could have been anything yeah well, that's but was interesting. there fire there you know and was the energy you know just residual you know there and we just happened to walk through it at just hmm. the right time because you know it was it was fall and so but it was like the later cycle so it was like around halloween time interesting and so it was significantly cooler outside but then there was this hot spot that you walked into where all of a sudden it was just like summer <laughs> it's like whoa but you could walk in and out of it so we kind of wondered hmm. interesting you know. yeah you don't i guess it's you know of course possible you just don't hear about this too often and it it's midnight in the east yeah, one of these one of these days soon we're gonna have cafe hour <laughs> on the edge of the rabbit hole yeah you and rita will have to happen yeah it's gonna happen uh, you guys will love that uh, karen whitaker saying that she did post and shared to all of uh all my friends pages awesome thank you very Thanks. much karen absolutely appreciate that um tim saying i share like love the whole nine yards can't ever get enough of Hunter road media thank you tim you're definitely a super fan yep so Hashtag. Um, and, and Donna, yeah, we, we know that you've shared a ton, especially as a Cheshire cat, and we really do appreciate that. So from Betty Lange, what is your most consistent equipment not affected by energy? Interesting. Not affected by energy. Um, 
I mean, I'm trying to think. We had because we just did the equipment video, so we had it all out over here. Not affected by energy. Well, we can toss out all the EMF stuff because, of course, those get affected by energy. Cameras can get affected by energy. Audio recorder can get affected by energy. Um, sometimes with the audio recorders, you'll hear the um, that electrostatic sound, um, which is really interesting when you're in a location that doesn't have any electricity. And all of a sudden, you're getting that sound. Um, not affected by energy. I, I mean, that's even, I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. What we're say. trying to pick up on is energy. So they're they're all kind of affected to a degree or not. I mean, maybe well, laser grid. I can't say that. Because I had a WTF file moment with my laser grid. That's why I don't work well, But anymore. usually you're like, what, seeing shadows and picking up shadows off of laser grids. Mine was actually picking up dots off the wall and moving them out of the grid. So I don't even know how to classify that or how that happened or anything. Yes, there's a fly right there. It mm. was the weirdest moment. So something was manipulating the dots off the laser grid. Yeah, I've told the story before, but I will tell yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I've it heard is you say the that craziest before. stuff that I have. And I've seen some crazy stuff. But this is one of those moments where I was just like, I have no idea how this happened. And if there hadn't been other people watching it, there'd been no way anybody would have believed me. You know, but we were hmm. all, there were several of us in the cafe. There were several of us. And we were so worried about um, something manipulating it, if someone was holding it, or if it was on the table with us, or if it was moving or whatever. So, so we were all sitting here and uh, facing, you know, the opposite side of the room. And right next to us on the wall, was a thermostat and it was one of those box you know kinds so we put the pen or the laser light up there and taped it down and we did the you know jumping around moving around waving stuff around that thing was not moving I mean we're talking duct tape that thing was up there it was not moving so uh, and we were sitting there and then for a little starting to get kind of boring actually because nothing was happening and then we saw something uh, disturb the grid. We actually saw a something go through. And it was just right there. You know, I was like, oh my God, it was just like right there. Nobody was expecting to see anything. And then uh, there's probably four or five of us there. And all of a sudden, and I, when I saw it, I thought I had imagined it. You know, we'd been sitting there for a little while, but one of the little dots moved. And so, I, and then I sat up, you know, and I was like, eh. Nobody else said anything. It's probably just my eyes playing tricks on me. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm tired. You know, and then uh, it looked like, and you know, when you look at the grid, all the dots are in, you know, same width part. It, well, those of you who have seen it, you know what it looks like, you know. And, it, and then one of the dots uh, left its spot, and it was like someone just rolled it across. That's interesting. You know? Uh, it was not there anymore. Like the spot that it came from was not there. So I'm telling you, I know <laughs> I am not crazy, okay? But, but, I, but I saw that. And then I noticed the other people started sitting up. Like we all saw that. It was hard to miss, really. You know, so then and it happened like two or three more times, you know, where it would move like individual dots. You know, now I know how those pins work. You know, like if you move it, the whole thing moves. You know, the whole 
design moves. The whole, the whole thing moves. The whole pin moves, the whole thing moves. That's how it works. You know, not just one individual dot get let, leaving its spot and it looks like someone's just flicking it across the wall. You know, so it sounds crazy even when I explain it, but we it's have very a, interesting. We have a yeah. WTF file for all that stuff, and that definitely was the highlight of that investigation. I have never seen anything like that in my life, and nobody has been able to explain it yet. So I'm open. It's, I'd love to see that happen with a laser grid. Yeah, and usually it's the, the shadow you only. see walk through it. So yeah, that's the one and only time I have ever seen that. Ever. So, it's never happened again. I, so. I did. While you were telling the story, I did brainstorm a couple of pieces of equipment not affected by energy. You want to hear me that? Uh-huh. Watch the cord. Tripod. I, I, I don't believe the tripod... It's all twisted right now. I don't believe... And now it's coming off. I don't believe the tripod can be affected by energy. I don't know. That's one. Um, I have a little one. I have a little tripod in my case. Yeah, that little metal one, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, (laughs) from one, from its spot where it was, it just all of a sudden just sailed across the room. Okay, well, that would be like an entity throwing throwing it. Okay. But Well, an entity could throw anything. Yeah. Yeah. But does it stop being a tripod or shoot off bells and whistles or whatever <laughs> because, you know, energy can right. manipulate it, like touch it. Could. Well, you can say it yeah. about anything because the other thing I was going to throw out there was like a notepad and a pencil, which we do keep around. But, okay. Um, from Tim Schoen, do spirits remember you if you visited them before? Do they remember the way the living do? Yeah, I believe that. I know you believe yeah, that. I believe that. Yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the... Um, well, it, it is It is one of the things that we talk about uh, quite a bit is building a rapport with these spirits. So going into a location one time, interacting you know, with the spirits there and thinking that you're going to get like the creme de la creme of uh, paranormal activity and evidence and all of that, I, I think is a rarity because you're walking into a location as a stranger they don't know you so they're probably not going to interact with you so it's kind of i always liken it to um to being a salesperson and showing up at somebody's door so you're a stranger to them they're not going to be especially welcoming the first time that they meet you they might be a little more welcoming if you know a little bit about them and you have something to talk about, which is why I like to go in with some information to investigations. So it's gonna take a few times of going back, going back, going back before you build up that rapport and you know they'll start an- interacting with you a bit, a bit better. That's why I say, you know, you know, we'd like to become friends. You know, part of our line of questioning. What? <laughs> Uh, okay, so I know we're getting down toward the end here. Um, Tom, I've looked for a laser grid pin and can't find one. You didn't put a link for it when you got yours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon. Um, because I didn't get it off of Amazon. That's where I got mine. Because Well, you look up laser grid light on Amazon and you get, you don't get, I have it over here. It's, mine was called a party light. 
pen. Yeah. You, you don't get you, you get all the ones that people use for like um, aligning you know picture frames and stuff like that. It was like an LED party light <clears throat> pen. It cost me like literally eleven dollars. Mine was less. I think mine was like four. Yeah. I used it. that might have been with shipping. Yeah. I think by the time shipping was added, yeah. but it lasted for a long. That thing lasted for a while, and then until that night, never worked again after that. No matter what batteries I put in, no matter so, whatever was doing what it was doing with it, killed it. Yeah, I do apologize for not putting that link. I also didn't put the link for this. I, I forgot actually, and I realized after the fact. So, and I did forget to put any link for the laser grid, uh, but I didn't get it off of Amazon. But I guess you did, but. And I didn't because I couldn't, I guess it was using incorrect search terms. I don't know. We call it laser grid. Laser grid to Amazon is like a tool for. Look up LED party light. There you go. LED party light. See if that does it. This was back in like 2007, 2008-ish, whenever I got it. So maybe it's called something different now. I have no idea. Okay. So. I'm gonna throw one other thing out there before we wrap it up. It's um, hot up yeah, in the Donna says she loves the bendiness of the tripod. Yeah, it is. It's a great little tripod because I can do this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you can hook it around all kinds of stuff. I've lo I've loved using this actually. Um, and I guess that's another thing because I didn't actually order this online anywhere. I walked into Target and bought that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The other thing that I was going to mention earlier and never got around to, I mentioned I was going to, was the um, battery drain. So I have a theory on that. I, I remember when I first brought it up, uh, I think it was Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, really liked this idea because they'd never heard this little twist on it. Um, battery drain so I, I talked about you know sean's batteries getting drained sunday morning we have that happen a lot where also we're using new batteries and boom it drains and a lot of times we end up saying things like well you know you you know you drained my battery so you should have energy or you know come use these batteries to get energy and da -da. i don't think a lot of these spears actually know that what they're doing is they're gaining energy for something so that they're able to manifest better and able to communicate better. I think if they knew that, they would stick their finger in a wall socket and get charged up and be able to communicate. And they don't, right? Um, so I think that when battery drain happens, it's a complete accident. Like they're coming over to you and they're like walking into your device and they're draining the battery and they're gaining that energy. Yeah, but I don't think they realize that they are actually doing it. What do you think of that theory? Yeah, it's like, like with anything else, you know, unless you're willing to explain this is what this is, this might happen if you, you know, try, give it a try. Uh, I don't think, I don't think they realize it. Uh, it's probably just as much of a surprise to them as it is to, you know, uh, I'm not going to tell a spirit to stick their finger in a light socket <laughs> and see what happens, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, Karen Whitaker is saying Ghost Stop has them for sixteen ninety five, and that's I mean that's probably true any of the like ghost hunting um, online stores or something like that. So that's not a sponsored plug, by the way. That's just Karen. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, understand. Hilbert saying I hear my pillow calling me. So good night. Um, 
I hear my air conditioner calling me. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, we'll take this last question from Betty, because uh, it's a little off subject, but relevant. Uh, where are you going this weekend? So we're going to be at the Manila Schoolhouse in Iowa on Friday night, which we will be investigating. Thank you, Matthew Bennett, for inviting us. We're actually going to be there with the Southern Gypsies. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, Holly Mullins and... I don't know the which two I heard Molly Molly Holly Mullins. See, I'm tired. I'm flipping the name. Holly Mullins and two others. There's five of them. Four of which I know. But I don't know which of the other two. Thank you. Will, can it, handle it? will it be the Connor sisters? I don't Gonna know. Gonna be an estrogen fest. <laughs> yeah. Got some wishy so, women. But they're I mean, they're all nice. Like I said, I've met four of the five. They're all they're all nice. Um Holly, the Connor sisters, uh Kelly Baker and I don't know who the fifth is, but um I don't know any of them. <laughs> You've never met any of them. Yeah, you will on Friday. <laughs> They're nice. They're nice. Um, and then uh, I guess it's Ghost Crier and Madison Smith. I think if Maddie was in here earlier this evening, are going to be there on Saturday. So um, what is that? Explain what happened to the site's electrical system if he did do the light socket. I don't know. What um This is a good question. I don't know if you stuck if a if a, if a ghost stuck his finger in the light socket, what would happen? I have no idea. I mean It would probably be like I don't know if you guys remember this show from the early eighties. It lasted one season. It was called Misfits of Science. Anybody? Misfits of Science in the one guy that they all had like some weird you know, something going on with them that they were able to harness almost like a superpower sort of thing but um or they had some oddball thing going on with them or super intelligence whatever the hell the thing was um this guy had some sort of way that he could channel electricity so i remember like they're they're trying to escape from somewhere and they're like and fighting off these guys whatever but he's basically sticking his hands on like this electric generator and like charging up and then like firing <laughs> a lightning bolts at him it was Good. i know kind of crazy it's probably why it only lasted one season i'd but, love to have that superpower yeah it was pretty cool super there's lens lens knows what i'm talking about it's misfits of science omg see there we go <laughs> Um, I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, it didn't last very long. <laughs> it probably had like eight episodes, and that was it. <laughs> um, she says it was her favorite show. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I remember a couple of episodes. I, I I know I watched them all. I just remember a couple of episodes. I remember that one scene in particular. Um, yeah, and Donna says if you haven't subscribed to the White Rabbit Notification Squad, please do so. She does repost all of our stuff in there, so that would be great. Um, so yeah, we're going to be at Manila Schoolhouse this, this weekend. And, um, uh, oh, she says, I was joking, like, try explaining to the site owners how their electrical system's fried because you asked them to stick a finger in the socket. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, we fried your electric because we told the ghost to stick a finger in the socket. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, I don't know if we're going to go live from there. The last couple of live streams haven't worked out so well being out in remote locations. So if we're too remote, I don't think we're going to try it because it kind of does a disservice to you guys that you're seeing this real grainy picture. Yeah, you're getting us live, but 
you're not really experiencing the location all that well. And while we love the interaction back and forth that we have with you guys at locations that we are able to broadcast live from that are good quality, um, and we think it does bring in another dynamic to the investigation, you guys have another set of eyes and ears. I, I, I think it does them a disservice when we go live to someplace that's grainy and buffering. And Yep, I agree. Yeah. So if it's like that there, we're not going to go live. But we will, of course, film and have a paranormal investigation for you guys yeah. from there. So We're um, going to be going back to Cheney soon also. We'll be going back to Cheney House, uh, Cheney Mansion. Unfortunately, um, the signal is not that great there no, either. No, no. So that's all right. So but we'll, have a lot, we'll have a lot of material from there then. So. All right, everybody. Um, we got to do... Um, we had to do shout outs. So I'm just really, I'm just mind blown that somebody actually remembers Misfits of Science. And it was a favorite <laughs> show. That's awesome, Lens. She's still talking about it. Um, all right. So Super Chat Superstars, who we have? We have quite a few in Edge of the Rabbit Hole. So uh, we have Tom McNicholas when he said positive vibes on the new book. So thank you very much, Tom McNicholas, Super Chat Superstar. All right. So. Um, Donna Gordon, thank you for Cheshire Cat chatting the chat tonight. Really do appreciate it. And, um, you know, Lynn's Misfits of Science. You got a huge shout out for that one. So that's awesome. <laughs> Shauna's still over here like, what the hell is he talking about? Must have been in a different state. I don't think I've ever. Heard it. It, was, it was out around the same time as, um, and maybe it was a year before or a year after it. It was. But it was around the same time as like the greatest American hero. I've heard of that. You've heard of that because it had a hit song, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So it was also a nickname of mine when I was a kid working at Taco Bell. Because <laughs> one time we were flying up there with the lettuce, boom, saving oh the day. God. I know. You can tell it's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, shout outs. Let's get to that and then, you know, just. Let's end this. <laughs> so, uh, we got Tim Schoen down in there. Thank you very much, Tim, for joining us again tonight. Shay Carroll, thank you very much, Shay. Really do appreciate that. Uh, Nichelle Thompson, um, good to see you in house tonight. Uh, Andrew Cox, thank you as well. Dawn, spooky spectacular. Thank you very much. There's the Haglin. Hey, good to see you down there. Um, of course, there's Linz. There's uh, Betty Lange. Thanks for joining us again tonight. Absolutely appreciate that. Judy Wilson, thank you for the questions tonight. You had quite a few on both shows. It's Kathy Siliento. Hey, Kathy, thanks for uh, sticking around. And um, I know some people have bailed out. I know Diane Hilbert already bailed out. Uh, Chip Terry, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, Chanel F., thank you, too. And Karen Whitaker, thanks for hanging Yay. out for both shows. Yeah. Karen. Karen. Yeah. Karen was at No. Cheney, what? Or Cheney, yes. Yeah. What I was gonna say was we need to go to Zen. Bring Karen together. to Zen. There you go. Yeah, you need to show up All next right. time I go to Zen. So Trisha Egley saying thanks for the fantastic show. Made my husband subscribe. Awesome hubby. We appreciate that. Please watch too. <laughs> yeah, we would watch appreciate too. that. Yeah. Binge watch. Yes. Uh, Tracy Christian, thanks for joining us again. Um, there's, and there's Diane Hilbert saying goodnight over there. Um, I'm scrolling up is what I'm doing. And um, who else do we got? 
All right, I'm going to scroll back down. Um, if I miss you, I do apologize. And I know some people bailed out early. Some people are lurking. Um, I know Sean Gilmore was in there at one point. Adam Tillery was in there at one point. Um, a lot of people. So, um, uh, where do we go? If you're lurking, Scrolling down. Uh, if you're there's, lurking, speak up. <laughs> there's Susie Randall says, miss you both. Always catch the replays. Aww. Well, I'm glad you caught us at the very end here, Susie. And I think that is going to be about it. Um, yeah, there's Donna singing, believe it or not, I'm flying in there. <laughs> I had that little 45. <laughs> uh, wing on a prayer, believe it or not, it's believe just me it song. Not, I'm yeah. walking on air. It <laughs> 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 was a terrible that show. That's another one that lasted one season, but it had a huge song. Yep. <laughs> all right everybody and with that because i can't sing worth a lick uh, it's sean is it over yeah <laughs> that if mike starts singing it's over um and interface death justin good to see you all right i think that's justin right interface death yeah should be yeah it's still adam adam Tillery still lurking yeah. <laughs> All right. Whew, that's it. We're done. <laughs> Tom McNicholas. Good night. Yes. <sighs> Believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>